I think Justin Jefferson has already passed Randy Moss in terms of greatness. And You're here's absolutely why. dumb, bro. No, no, no. I swear this, to God. You, this is why. This is why. I mean, let's just look at the overall game right now. I don't think LeBron's top five now. I don't think he's top five ever. I don't care about the points. I'm looking at overall game. He is not top five. There's no way. Do you ever get tired of speaking? I, I, I can't do this anymore. What world are you on right now? Are you on Kyrie's Flat Earth? The only impression that Kendrick Perkins left in the game of basketball was his butt imprint on left bench. The Cowboys are not America's team. Every Super Bowl played before the 1970s doesn't count. The Vikings and the Texans still have the same amount of playoff players. Stats don't lie. Kentucky's overrated in my opinion. <laughs> That's just not even true. I'm about to see that work sided page. It's not my fault that I have to bring a bottle of Advil every time I record one of these. Now, I don't say this often. I don't say this often. Now, I don't say this often. He's going to be a wild card in the league. Welcome back to the third podcast of the official Wildcards show. I want to thank you guys for tuning back in. I'm Coleman Madland. I'm Joshua Sykes. And I'm Brandon Hartke. So yeah, this is our third episode. Before we get started, I want to quickly say, make sure to check out our Instagram, Show Wildcards, and our TikTok, The Wildcards Podcast. On that Instagram, there is a link tree in the description where you can find all of our socials, all of our media platforms. Um, yeah, I think we should just get started. So we have some major news this week. First, let's start with the Jalen Carter situation. Brandon, do you want to explain what's going on with that? Yeah, dude, I got you. So, former Georgia star Jalen Carter, one of the top prospects in the upcoming draft, has been charged with reckless driving and racing in connection with the crash that killed a teammate and a recruiting staff member. Um, apparently, they say that Carter was racing his 2021 Jeep Trackhawk against the 2021 Ford Expedition, driven by the recruiting staff, 24-year-old Chandler LaCroix, which led to an accident on January 15th. Did they say who won the race? I mean, uh, that's the most important part. Yeah, I don't. Real. I guess well, the other guy crashed. Honestly, so if he crashed, I'm going to have to say Jalen Carter won At that At least one. he's a winner. As an NFL yeah. team, I'm taking that into consideration. Maybe that's uh, why he kept driving away and didn't, like, check on his friends because, yeah. like, he had to get to the finish line first, which, you know. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. But. So perseverance and a winner. I mean, that's what you want to got, right? I mean, that's why I think he's going to go number one. But we'll talk about that later. Our NFL mock drafts are going to come later. Do you think this like should affect his draft stock at all? I mean, it might a little bit, I think. Just because, I mean, just look at Henry Ruggs. I mean, he's out of the league. He was in it for like yeah, how long? Henry, Two or three years? Henry Ruggs like killed someone. Jalen Carter I know, but he's still anyone. driving fast, recklessly. So I mean, if he has I that kind of tendency, fast, but he has but that like, tendency, but you're not a pro athlete that has to worry about his future. True. I have to worry about my future on this podcast. Exactly. It, future is very, very, very cloudy. Not, not sure what the future is for Brandon here. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> if he's driving recklessly, probably not. Long. Well, <laughs> well, so his friend was driving about 104. So Jalen Carter obviously was winning. So he has to be going at least 110. So, yeah. I but, mean, you know, if I'm an NFL scout, I'm thinking, Hmm. This guy has to drive from his house, wherever he gets drafted to, to the practice facility every day. I'm thinking, I need him here fast. I need him to be putting in the work. If I see him clocking in at 120, 130, that might make me move him up on my draft board. Um, I mean, he just, he feels the need for speed, you know? He's really eager to get to the places he wants to go. I think that's a, a really show-tell sign that this is going to be a real wild card in the league. All right, now moving on, that Coleman was talking about our top five NFL draft predictions. So, like... I did a simulator of my mock draft, and my first five picks, which Chicago has number one, and I don't think they need a quarterback. So I think they drop down to number two, let tech, uh, the Texans move up. They get like a second next year or this year. 
for the pick, and then they just moved down one. And uh, the Texans picked Bryce Young. I know everybody's worried about his combine stats, but, I mean, you just got to look at the tape, man. He was the best overall quarterback in college football for the best, one of the best teams. Well, actually, they were the best, weren't they? No, that was Georgia, my bad. But they were one of the best teams, you know. So, I mean, you got to take that all into consideration. Then number two, that'd be Chicago, but they would also move down again and give the pick to Indianapolis, which also needs a quarterback. And I think they take a chance on Will Levis, you know, that Josh Allen-type build. No, he didn't have the greatest build, uh, greatest season at Kentucky, but he did lose his offense coordinator, Liam Cohen, that he had a great junior season with, and he dealt with injuries. So, um, Can I ask you a question here, Josh? Yeah, go ahead. So with your mock draft, you have Chicago dropping down to Houston, and you said Chicago doesn't need a quarterback. They want to build around Justin Fields, which I agree. If I'm Chicago, I want to build around Justin Fields. But if you're Houston, why would you accept a trade from Chicago to move up to the number one spot to draft a quarterback if you know Chicago's not going to draft the quarterback? Why, well, why would you accept a trade to flip one, one and two? If I'm Chicago, I'm playing it smart, and I'm telling everybody, look, I'm looking at quarterback options. So then as uh, the Texans, they're like, oh, crap, we want to get our guy. You know what I'm saying? I think Bryce Young's their guy to build around in the future because, I mean, they got a lot of stuff to do, and I think Bryce Young can elevate them enough this year to make the fan base feel happy about it. I don't think any other quarterback does that. Will Levis is going to take time. C.J. Stroud, I watched him at Ohio State. Games that uh, he played against bad talent, he played down to the level of talent. And he didn't play good until, like, the last game, which is going to fool a lot of scouts and be like, oh, this guy can play in the league. But I don't think he's that. Zach Wilson. Yeah, Zach Wilson. Like, that throw at, the comp, uh, at his uh, pro day. Like, it, he fooled everybody. And then Anthony Richardson is going to take time. So that's your top four quarterbacks. Everybody's going to take time except Bryce Young. I think he's the most NFL ready. So I think the Texans want him. And if I'm Chicago, I'm like, ah, we're open to it. You know, if they're going to show out for us, you know, we'll trade Justin Fields away, get something for him. But, and then the Texans are like, oh, crap. If they're going to give this number one pick to me, I'm definitely taking it. And all I'm losing next year is a second rounder. Yeah, I'm doing that. Getting my quarterback for the future. I mean, that's just my take on that. And then Indianapolis wants to move up for the same reasons, pretty much. They want to get the next available best quarterback. And uh, they want the Will Levis-type uh, build. Somebody strong and can throw the ball, you know, pretty well. So you have them trading up with Arizona to get the third pick. Who do you think Arizona's going to take? No, I, I, have, I have Indianapolis trading with uh, Chicago for the second pick. So then Chicago moves down to four. Okay, so you have... Okay, so Indianapolis takes, you said... Um, Will Levis Will at Levis. number two. Number two. And All then right. Arizona stays put, and they pick Will Anderson. They don't really need They don't need a quarterback at Kyler Murray. They need some help on the defensive line, losing J.J. Watt. So they need a good edge rusher. And I think Will Anderson's the best defense player in the draft. He might be the best player in the draft, but there's no need for it at the Texans and Colts right now because you can't just build around and win games around one defense player, you know? That's a lot. And, and who then, does Seattle pick at number five? Well, I gotta talk about number four first. It goes one to four. Of myself. Yeah, uh, and I have Chicago trading down again with the Panthers because the Panthers want to get a quarterback um, for the future, and there's not really that many left. So they trade up, uh, and Chicago's in a great position here because they're getting picks for the future. So uh, they trade down. Chicago trades down to number nine, and uh, Carolina trades up to number four to get C.J. Stroud. And this is where it gets tricky. So. Uh, Seattle, I have them picking Tyrese Wilson from Texas Tech, the edge rusher. But that's only because Jalen Carter, uh, has. I feel like his draft stock has went down a little bit. I know we joked about it earlier. 
But I do think uh, the, this reckless, carefree uh, style of player we've seen before, and it didn't work out. So I think those scouts are going to take it uh, into consideration. And Pete Carroll, he's not going to be one of those guys to, you know, take. He does not mess around. Right, exactly. I mean, he's a funny, cut-up guy, but when it comes down to it, he's not going to want you being reckless around the city. And he's the um, oldest NFL coach. If, if I'm is he? No, Bill Belichick's up there. Nope, Pete Carroll's seventy. Bill Belichick's sixty-nine. Wow. Well, I told you he's up there. It's close. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So then I had, I actually have Jalen Carter going nine to uh, Chicago, just because everybody in between there doesn't really need a defense, defense alignment. So. Uh, Chicago still gets their guy at nine, and they get a lot of value for their picks. Got it. Brandon, do you have anything to add to that mock draft? No, I think I think what Josh has going there is pretty good, man. Um, you know, Chicago trading all the way down to nine, probably not mostly realistic, but it could happen. What do you think Chicago would want out of a trade from one to nine? I mean, that's a pretty significant jump. You're, you're giving a lot of teams a lot of space to make their picks. I would want something in return if I'm Chicago's GM. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely getting, want more picks. I mean, they're definitely getting picks for the future, though. They're getting a second. The way I did it on here, I gave them the pick that they're trading for, and then um, I gave them a second either in this draft, and if I didn't do it in this draft, I did a second and third next the next year. So they're getting good value for the pick, and they don't really need anybody. My top ten is Bryce Young, don't need a quarterback. Will Levis, don't need a quarterback. Will Anderson Jr., don't really need a uh, edge rusher right now and can't build around. I mean, he's great talent, don't get me wrong, but Khalil Mack couldn't make it in the at the Bears organization, and I don't think Will Anderson's going to do it as a rookie. And uh, Arizona's going to pick him. C.J. Stroud, don't need a quarterback. Tyrese Wilson, I don't think that's their guy. Uh, Dever, Devin Witherspoon, I don't think they, I mean, they probably do need some help as a cornerback, but not the biggest need and not the biggest name. Uh, and they have the cap space to make these, these right. plays without drafting. I think you draft for the future, you trade for your key pieces that will help you in the next year. I don't think you draft, I mean, when was the last time a cornerback went, I don't know, top two, top three? I, I, I don't know. I can't remember yeah. off the top of my head. Dion. Well, well, did Sauce Godwin went four, so. Yeah, I mean, yeah, close. there are these pieces. And, I mean, he's a really, that was a really good pick. But, I mean, you want to get, the quarterback will give you more value than the cornerback in the, in the long term. Because right. you build around the quarterback. You don't build around, uh, you don't build around um, Sauce Gardner. Right. I mean, definitely a good piece to have, you know. And Devin Witherspoon, I don't know, I've not watched his tape from Illinois, uh, but, the way uh, this mock draft gives you the needs, and then he was one of th- he was the top cornerback in the draft. And uh, Detroit, your team, Brennan, needs help in the uh, secondary. But then number seven, the Raiders need a quarterback of the future. I think they take a chance on Anthony Rips- Richardson. Anthony Richardson. I mean, Las Vegas, they're gambling. They're gonna gamble on Anthony Richardson. And then the Atlanta Falcons need a wide receiver and quarterback, but there's no really great quarterbacks left. I think they get their guy Stinson Bennett later on in the draft. Hometown kid, you know, everybody going to be behind him. And he, he'd be a good bridge quarterback if it doesn't work out. You know what I'm saying? One or two more years and get a better quarterback in the draft or by free agency. So but what I'm hearing is that you think Stetson Bennett is going to get drafted and not continue his career at Raising Canes? Drafted in the first round is <laughs> no, what you're not, saying. No, 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 no. I said I later on said in the round. Oh, okay. Yeah, there's no Maybe way I'm Maybe fourth taking, or fifth I'm round. I mean, I don't know how many blunts I'd have to smoke. I'd have to get into <laughs> that new synthetic stuff if I, if I had to pick in order to pick Stetson Bennett in the first round man yeah you have to be on something I'd have to start smoking I'd have to start drinking I'd have to be doing all sorts of stuff man shooting up some heroin I mean dude I'd, I don't know what you'd dude, have to be on some hardcore stuff to do that that's that's what I'm saying basically so if he gets drafted at all you're saying he goes to you say Georgia picks him up I think Atlanta yeah um hometown kid what I'm thinking I mean my first thought when I 
when the season ended, college bat or college football season, they won the championship. I'm like, he's a good player. He's a really good player. He's played for so long. He's old. He's like, I mean, geez, when's this guy's gonna retire? When's this guy gonna retire? He's got to collect the social security. Basically, what I'm saying is, I think that no team is gonna draft him. That's my personal opinion. Ooh. But I think that if a team were to pick him up on a on a 10 day or the equivalent in the NFL. Um, I think that it would be the Falcons. Um, so yeah, I, I agree with you on the fact that the Falcons, I think he'll be on the Falcons eventually, but I do not see him getting drafted. Okay, so when we get to the fifth and sixth round in the draft and I'm the Falcons, what do I need? I have a pretty, I have a really good defense. offensive line. I I'd need, say you need defense. I need some help on defense, but I can build through that through the second, third, fourth, and fifth rounds. I mean, you have Kyle Pitts, you have Drake London. Okay, I have the outside receivers. I just need one more piece on the outside, and yeah, I need Cordell a quarterback. Madison. Honestly, the, the Falcons could trade up then if they because they, they really need a quarterback. They drop Marcus Mariota, so I mean I could see him trading up. Maybe uh, I don't know though because that I think it takes a lot. I don't know. I don't know if Anthony Richardson falls, they might pick him up. Honestly, if the Raiders don't pick Anthony, I think maybe they take a chance on him. But I still think hometown kid. You know, I mean he played in the SEC, played at Georgia. Fans gonna be behind him, you know. The same fan base is pretty much for Atlanta and Georgia. I mean, same state. Yeah. So I mean, I think it's a good pick for them later on, and they don't have to spend one of their top picks on him, and they can get Quentin Johnson for number eight, uh, Julio Jones type receiver. If you don't mind me cutting in, I think you said something that I I think we should move on to. You mentioned the Raiders. If if, if they fall, if a, if a quarterback falls down to the spot that the Raiders have. Would they pick him? I think that ties into something we want to talk about next with, with the Aaron Rodgers situation. Coming out of the dark, he was in that little retreat for a weekend. Does he have a new team in mind, and could that possibly be the Raiders? I think so. I don't I don't know. I don't... I want to say yes, but at the same time, DeAndre, uh, Devontae Adams, when he moved on, and he said uh, he said all those good things about Derek Carr and didn't really mention Aaron Rodgers. And I don't think they're in a great patch. I mean, they might be fixed now. I don't know, but... Um, I think he either goes back to the Packers, which is... That's most likely, I think. I don't know if it's most likely, but uh, I think either that or he goes to the Jets. And I think the Jets have a lot of good pieces around them. They might need some more outside help. Their defense think, is really good. Defense is really good. You know, um, they have... What's the... Why was it? Garrett Wilson? Yep. Garrett Wilson. You know, young talent. But I think they need one more outside help. What's the other? Who's the other receiver? Corey Davis. Is he yeah, still with Corey Davis? Bryce Hall at running back. Bryce Hall, yeah, good uh, standout running back. You Their know, defense is probably top five in the NFL. Top five in the. I, I mean, really, yeah, they're really just missing that quarterback. I think piece. Aaron. I think Aaron Rodgers takes that jump because Zach Wilson ain't gonna do it. We've seen that. The only thing he's good at is sleeping with his mom's friend. And then, well, to be fair, he's really good at that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but um, he's just not. He's not a good quarterback. So the Jets are negative in the cap space as it stands. Do you yeah. think that they could somehow finagle their way into getting Aaron oh, yeah. Rodgers and an additional offensive piece? Because no. I, I do think they need I Aaron Rodgers and another piece. But if Aaron Rodgers gets signed, he's signing a very, very big contract. I think they draft the piece that they need or somebody. I don't I don't know. Their first round pick, they get th their 13th. And I auto did that one. And they got a t uh, tackle from Northwestern, which I, I guess that's a need for them. But I don't offensive know. or defensive? No, offensive, offensive tackle. Peter, I don't even know how to say his last name. Skick, yeah, Northwestern. Skorsky? I think I think Aaron Rodgers goes to the Raiders, though, because I saw a thing that the Raiders are saying Devontae Adams has a choice in the quarterback. Like, he, he has, you know, he could yeah. speak on it. So, I think, you know, Aaron wants the money. Vegas is a city where, you know, 
not nothing against Green Bay. Like Aaron loves Green Bay, but it's Vegas is like a, yeah, bigger market. Connects with his dog Devontae Adams. If the Raiders can keep Josh Jacobs in this upcoming free agency, I think Aaron Rodgers will really put them over the edge, and he'd be in the AFC West competing with Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, and Justin Herbert. Did you put Russell Wilson in that category? He's, that in, one, the that's AFC, he's in the AFC. I know West. that, I but I wouldn't even name him. I'd just be like the Broncos. <laughs> I'm looking at the Raiders. They have the third most cap space. They yeah, have a lot. That's of what room. I'm saying. They can make moves. Yeah, but I saw that something about uh, Josh Jacobs. He doesn't want to go back to the Raiders. I saw an yeah. uh, interview with him. I saw a thing that they're saying Josh Jacobs like would go to the Lions, but I don't believe that as a Lions yeah, fan. Yeah, I don't know about that. Because I like DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift and Jamal, and Jamal Williams. Williams. I think we have you know two-headed horse. Oh yeah, for sure. But um. Yeah, and then, I don't know. I, I don't know about all this retreat stuff, you know. I don't know how much it that really helps him. I think it's good, though, like, to get away from social media, get away from people, make your own decisions. You, you know, know he was just smoking it up the entire time. <laughs> Probably. Um, talking about somebody else that's smoking up, John Morant, he's on something right now. They're... Yep. He is, oh my god, he's getting in trouble for, what is it, punching the 17-year-old? Yeah, like a teenager at a mall. like. And then flashing people with a gun. Like, I don't know about that. Dude, with that just, said, all these stories have, I mean, he hasn't been charged with anything because it, yeah, it, it just, can't be backed up. But the fact that they are just keep coming up, I mean, I would hate to be his lawyer right now. His lawyer's working around the clock. You know he has the lawyer on speed dial. He's, he's sleeping with his wife in the, in the bed, and then when he gets a phone call, he looks at, at his phone, it says, jaw, and then a bunch of hood emojis. You're like, ah, oh, shoot, not again. What what did this guy do? When he checks his phone, it's it's always a jump scare. Well, I, I, I found the story here, and it was a 17-year-old told the police, Morant, who was 23, punched him 12 or 13 times during a pickup <laughs> basketball game at the point guard's house. So you know, just another day the was block. going straight to town First on off, him. why are you having a... Why are you inviting people that you don't really know to over to your house for a pickup game and then get mad at them and punch them? Like, I don't think I'm inviting people over and then I'm get so mad I'm going to punch them. 12 like, or 12, 13, 13 times. times. Like, that's like... As I'm, and they're minors. you got to remember that. Why are you inviting minors over for pickup basketball? Not a smart move. If Probably not a true. good thing, guys. I mean, I like John Moran, but this might, like... If if they, like, actually, like, investigate this, 12 or 13 times, that's, like... It's abuse to a minor. Yeah. And then the fact that he's a minor is even worse. Why don't he just go run games at Memphis? He lives in Memphis. Go he run was, some no, games. He was the, in Memphis. I know, I but think. I'm saying like oh. at Memphis, like the oh, college, right. and play with the college players instead of playing with high schoolers. Or, you know, just go to your NBA practice facility. <laughs> exactly. Your job. <laughs> All right. So moving on to a new segment that we'd like to do every month is the NBA wildcard surprise standout player of the month. We got to pick one player from each conference that we think stood out the most and surprised us this month. All right, let's start with Brandon. Okay, so in the Western Conference, I chose Kristoff Sporzingis. Okay. And in the Eastern Conference, I chose Derek White. All right, can you uh, back that so up? Or? I chose Porzingis because he had, you know, he won Player of the Month in January, but I know we're talking about February. But, I mean, he had four 30-point games in February, a 28-point game. As a big man, he's also shooting 50% from the three and 92% from the three free throw line. So I think he's really, you know, the Wizards aren't that good, but I think him and Bradley Beal are really doing something in Washington. So And Kyle Kuzma, but, you know, I think he's falling Ooh. off. But I think Porzingis was really underrated in February. Like, you know, no one was talking about him, 
I or at least wasn't. I didn't see anything. I definitely wasn't. And, you know, I think he's putting up good numbers for that team. And then okay. Derek White, I chose him because, you know, after I think Jalen Brown went out, I think he replaced him. And, you know, he was putting up good numbers put, coming off the bench sometimes. You know, he had that one game, eight three-pointers against the Hornets in early February. You know, dropped a career season high of 33. And I think he really elevates the Celtics, you know, with their one-two combo of Tatum and Brown. And I think Derek White is slept on. All right. I think pretty good picks right there. Good reasoning. Uh, so I'll go ahead and pick mine. Well, I've already picked mine, but I'll tell you. So my pick uh, was Malik Monk and Isaac Okoro, um, part of the Cleveland Cavaliers organization. Uh, Isaac, he um, he stood out this month. I mean, he, he is not averaging great. He's averaging like six points a game. But I uh, in his uh, year this year, but in the month of February, his plus minus was top 30 in the NBA. And um, he's been playing really great ball. Good backup uh, forward guard for the Cleveland Cavaliers. You know, they got the two-headed duo of um, Garland and Mitchell. But I think this guy's a good piece for them uh, coming off the bench, you know. I think he stood out in February, played his best ball of the season. A little sleeper pick, you know. But then my second guy, Malik Monk, a Kentucky guy, went off against the Clippers in the month of February. And his plus minus was top 50 in the league at 41. So I picked him just because he was a surprising pick. I mean, he got, did he get cut from the Lakers or did he just like get let go of the free agency? He was let go. Yeah. So. I mean, bad move for the Lakers, honestly. But he's back with his guy De'Aaron Fox, and he likes playing basketball with him. So I think that kind of pushes him to be better. You know, in the month of February, he showed that him and De'Aaron went off for 40 apiece in one game. So I think he's in a good spot right now, and I think he stood out this month, and I think he'll continue to stand out being a secondary ball handler to De'Aaron. All right. Those are two great picks there, Josh. All right, Coleman, what you got? All right, so I got two players, uh, obviously. Uh, my first pick from the East, I have Andre Drummond, but I really want to I really want to focus on my pick from the West, which is Walker Kessler. Um, Walker Kessler was a guy he was drafted 2022 to the Timberwolves, and then he was included in a trade to the Jazz. And I think he was probably the steal of the draft overall. I don't think he really fit in in Minnesota as much as they thought that he would, um, but he has been showing out on Utah. Um, you see him, he has the most blocks per game uh, in the month of February. So my guy, Walker Kessler, he's been just absolutely killing it. Um, he has the second most blocks per game in the month of February. He's just absolutely killing it. I think the Timberwolves should have gotten way more out of him, but he was not performing at this level when he was on the Timberwolves. Currently, he's tied for the fourth highest effective field goal percentage. He's this, tied for the sixth highest true shooting percentage, and he is the third overall in the offensive rebound. Round, offensive rebounding percentage. Uh, he's just killing it. On the, he also has the second most blocks per game in the month of Feb, uh, month of February. I think he's a really key piece for the Jazz going forward. I think he's going to be one of those guys that they extend on a, on a pretty big contract. I think he could be a starting player in the NBA um, for a very long time. You know, a guy coming out of Auburn was a really key piece for them, and I see him kind of fitting that same role in, in Utah. Which I hated him at Auburn. Just put that out there. He was a he was I a problem. Like so that concludes our wild card surprise standout player of the month. Our new segment that we're going to do for each month of the NBA season going forward. 
Um, we're going to end it off, obviously, as the NBA season ends. But I hope you guys enjoyed that new segment, and I think we're going to move on to the courtroom. We debuted this segment last week, and we're going to do another one. So today we are debating what is the best duo, two players in the NBA. No criteria. They just have to be two players and, you know, presumably a duo. Um, so I'm going to start off. I'm going to ask the prosecution, Brandon, to present your case on who do you think the best duo in the NBA is. Let's hear it. Yes. Um, I think Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland are the best duo in the NBA. Um, Jason Trash. Tatum and Jalen Brown were up there. But I wanted to choose the two new guys who have really elevated the Cavs to a whole new level this year. All right. And Josh, opening statements. All right. Well, back here in the courtroom again, you know, coming off the loss last week, you know. But when you think of duos in the NBA, you think of high power, just can get it done, two players on the same team that can just they play off one another, they feed off one another's energy. And they raise the team level to another uh, standard, right? I like Brandon's pick of Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland, right? And the Tatum and Brown. I think Tatum and Brown would be a little bit better for him. But my personal pick would be, though not proven, Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. And the reason I say that, the reason I say that, is they just played a game against the Hornets. Devin Booker dropped 37, which is one of the top performances of the year for him. And Kevin Durant coming off an injury, dropped 23 in his debut with the Suns. Not tested, not tried and true, but they just played one game together and they're already putting up, I mean, 60 points combined. I mean, who else is doing that? I know, and Brandon's point was Donovan Mitchell and Garland played a season together and they're still pretty new, but they played a season together and they're, they don't do that every night in and out, you know, in and out every night, 60 points together. But... You know, it is what it is. And I think Devin Booker is one of the top shooting guards in the league. And Kevin Durant is still one of the best players in the entire league and can get a shot when he needs one. Shot creators. Both of them. Just for a second, I just need to clarify something for the courtroom. Uh, Do you mind, who did they play against Devin Booker and and Kevin Durant their first game? Who did they play against? The Hornets. Uh, Sorry, wait. I'm asking asking, asking the, the, the defense. They played against a uh, Hornets team that wait, no, sorry. was having I, a injured, bad year. I didn't hear you. Hornets. Oh. I didn't hear you. Could you wait? Who did they play against? An injured Hornets team. Wait, no, but like, can you say it again? I can't hear you. The Charlotte Hornets. Oh, okay, my bad. Thank you. Oh, so um, I now want to move into the prosecution stage of this courtroom debate. I now call Brandon to take the stand. Uh, Brandon, please raise your right hand. It's up. It's up. All right. Uh, the court should know the hand is up um all right please repeat after me i pledge allegiance i pledge allegiance to the bag to the bag and trappers around the nation (laughs) and trappers all right whatever all right get to it all right please present your prosecution of the defense well you know devin booker and kevin durant you know two good players in the nba good well, you know, Devin Booker's coming off, you know, an injury. He's obviously, I would say he's underperforming this year. That's my opinion. Because he's injured. Kevin Durant, top five in the NBA still. You know, if he didn't have such a big foot, he'd probably be a multi-champ. But, you know, he sold for the Nets. And, you know, one game together against the Hornets. Hornets don't have LaMelo Ball anymore. I mean, I'm looking at the Hornets lineup. Bunch of nobodies besides Terry Rozier and Gordon Hayward. And, you know, they can only do so much. Scary Terry. You know, and, um... With the Suns winning, you know, minus Kevin Durant and Booker, they also have Aiton and Paul. 
who are, you know, they're just a better team than the Hornets. So I'm, you know, I'm glad for the Suns, you know, first game with Kevin Durant. I would hope they would have won. But, you know, down the line, they're probably like the greatest duo, but probably not because, you know, I just don't see it. I'm sorry, Josh. Thank you, Brandon. I appreciate you proving my point for me. Thank right, you now, so much. Sit down, Brandon. I don't want to hear your voice anymore. Dude. Josh, I'll, hey. My fault. I'm getting out Don't of talk line. back to the judge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I now call Josh up to present his defense um, of the prosecution. Please raise your right hand. It's up. Please repeat after me. Are you going to repeat after me? Yeah, or? yeah. I was waiting. I pledge allegiance. I pledge allegiance. To the bag. To the bag. And trappers around the nation. And trappers around the nation. As we sell this loud pack. All right, whatever. Look, just go. Get, get to the point. <laughs> anyway, my point is, Brandon made it for me. I appreciate that so much. Yeah. In the future, yeah, they're definitely going to be the best duo. But I think right now, I mean, they're building that chemistry, right? But they had USA. Like, when we go back and we look at um, tape from, like, the USA camps and they're playing one-on-one against each other. Those are the best YouTube videos. They, oh, my God. I used to oh, love watching bringing them. bringing up tapes from six years ago. No, but let's Seven. look at it. I mean... Thank you. They've been together six or seven years. No. And they played against one another, and they liked the way each other played. That's why Kevin Durant wanted to go to the Suns, because he played against D-Book, and he likes playing with D-Book. You sure it's not because he's ring-hungry? Again, were the Suns a tie? If Before the Kevin Durant trade, were you going to put the Suns in the finals? Uh, No. Okay. So was he really ring-hungry, or was he like, this is the best opportunity for me to go uh, show my talent with one of the best shooting guards in the league, and then a great talented around what you don't think Devin Booker is the best shooting I said one, one of the, the best. Okay. He's top three. Who's better? Shooting guard. Win healthy? Win healthy. Who's who's better at shooting guard? Clay Thompson. Stop it. Donovan Mitchell? Definitely stop it. You're telling me Donovan Mitchell Okay, buddy. Do, I, I'm, picking, Devin, I'm picking I'm picking Booker dropped seventy one this year. Is seven. he on a poverty team that needed him to drop seventy one? You're telling me the Cavs are poverty? Uh, they have what, a hey, what, what's than the that? What, when Devin Booker was uh, his second year or third year in the league, what is Devin Booker's career high? I, like eighty, isn't it? I, I actually don't know. I have to look. Yeah, Judge, get this guy pulling up false information. I mean, as soon as he wrote down, I mean, as soon as Josh pointed, he out, had seventy. So the same time that uh, Mitchell was uh, putting up seventy one. Devin Booker was putting up 70 because they were both on poverty franchises at the time, and they needed him to. But Devin Booker did against uh, the Celtics. Who did uh, D. Mitchell do it against? Donovan Mitchell dropped 71 against the Bulls. Okay. Well, I mean, the Bulls are pretty good too. But my point is, I just think at the same time in their careers, they're both on not great franchises that need to put up points. Right now, Devin Booker has advanced his career into a time where they need him to get a bucket when he needs to get a bucket. He needs to average about 25, 26, 27 a game for them to do well. But he doesn't have to go above and beyond in the scoring department until they just need him to. And when you need a bucket, who do you go to on the Suns? Who do you go to? With Kevin Durant. Yeah, okay. Kevin Durant now. Exactly. So now you have two guys that can go get a bucket at any time. That's what Kyrie wanted when he played, when he's playing with uh, Luka Doncic. And they're one of the best duos in the league. I don't care what you say. They're top... 10. No, I definitely think that. They haven't proven it yet, but and you I know, definitely think they are. And Kevin, uh, Kyrie Irving, when he went to Brooklyn, he said, I've never had a guy that I can look at and say he can make that shot too. And he looked at Kevin Durant. That's what people want to play for is people that can make shots when it matters where they don't have to have it all on their shoulders. And that's why Kevin Durant came to the Suns and played with Devin Booker because he knows he's like that. And that's why it makes him one of the, the best 
duo in the league because they're both like that. They can get a bucket when they need to get a bucket. Now, can they defend very well? I think Devin Booker is a decent defender. Kevin Durant can be a great defender if he puts his mind to it, but he hasn't been in the last few years. But I'm saying offense right now is the pinnacle of the NBA game. The more offense you have, the more games you're going to win. Defense comes second to offense now. I don't like it. Nobody likes it. I'd rather have a hard-nosed defensive team, but that's not the way the NBA is. You want offensive firepower, and D-Book and Kevin Durant give you that. Donovan Mitchell and Garland are a great pair. Don't get me wrong. Nobody thought that coming into the uh, <clears throat> last year that they were going to do what they did. They did what they did, and they're they're top 10, but they are not number one. I cannot look at Darius Garland and say, I believe he can get me a bucket in crunch time. Donovan Mitchell, I say, yes, he probably can. But I don't, I don't trust Darius Garland as much as I do Kevin Durant and Devin Booker, and that's my case. They're like that. The other ones are just not. So, I mean, I get what you're saying. Um, Garland's not really a scorer. He's more of like a pass-first guard. But, like, when he needs to, he could drop, you know, 20 to 30 points a game. You know, I think, you know, Cleveland has the two big men. So, I get what you're saying with, you know, Booker and, and Durant. You know, I just want to see more before I can say that they're, like, one of the two. Like, on paper, Yes. But, you know, in the NBA right now, like, we think Luka and Kyrie are good, but they're, like, one and four together. So, clearly, they're not meshing. You know, your statement was perfect, but I would just like to see it proven. You know, they played one game against the Hornets, who are literally one of the worst teams in the NBA right now. I don't know who the Suns play next. Let's see. They play the Bulls in Chicago. They'll probably win that one. But I, I do think, you know, you're you're – I guess your point is valid, you know, but all I'm saying is that Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland have proved that they can work together, and they've, you know, carried the Cavs to the fourth seed with their big man, and, you know, the 39-26. That's my final statement. All right, and the judge has just made a decision. Hold Breaking on, I need news. To do my closing statement. Hey, hold on. The judge is speaking. The judge doesn't make a decision. The judge has it's just the jury. The judge has just made a breaking decision for the first time ever. Breaking news. Uh, please alert the news stations in the back. Wee woo, wee woo. For the first time ever, the judge is actually going to forego the defendant's final statement just because I think it would be repetitive. And you haven't even heard it. Well, I mean, you kind of closed out. To be fair, at the end, you kind of closed out, and you made a, a good point. And I and I also last time I let. I let you go first, and I also let you have the final word. So I think it was fair for – I think you guys both presented your cases I, very I well. Get I get it. I took and the L on this one. Just go ahead and no, say it. No, listen. And, and the, the, the judge is going to go into deliberation. All right. The jury has returned from deliberation. It only took about two and a half seconds, uh, but we're back. In the case of one game proven, Devin Booker and Kevin Durant, Joshua Sykes, you are the father. All right, guys, I got to get some milk. I'll be back. All right, jokes aside, I think that Josh presented the better argument. I think that considering that they've played one game, it's hard to say that he's presented the better argument. But at the same time, I would rather take Kevin Durant and Devin Booker as a duo than Mitchell and Garland. I, I just have to do it. I, I, I cannot, in my right mind, say that I would take them over. I, I just can't. I think that going forward, they will be the best. Uh, Devin Booker and Kevin Durant, but again, it is very hard to say considering they played one game against an injured poverty Hornets team. See, but like you know, everyone said Kevin Durant and Kyrie would be the best duo, but you know, clearly they didn't hurt. prove that. They so, were always hurt. They would have been the best duo. They, dude, I think Kevin like Durant went to the West just to beat Kyrie. Like he you mentioned, knows the Mavs and the Sun have that, you know, 
argument. Like you said, Brendan, earlier, if Kevin Durant's foot did not step on that line, I think that they would have been potentially back-to-back champions, NBA champions. You have to win one to be back-to-back. Yeah, the they would have won that, one. and then they would have been back-to-back this year. Oh, the Nets? Oh, sorry. So you're, saying if, you're saying if Kevin Durant didn't have like a size 15, that oh, Ky- if his ashy feet were <laughs> Ky- Kyrie and Kevin Durant would still be on the Nets? Probably, yes. Just a... Cut in here. Have you guys seen the picture of Kevin Durant's yeah, feet? Yeah, so bad. It looks like oh a uh, my looks like Olive God. Garden breadsticks, bro. If Gollum was still growing, if like his puberty just was like you know extended, if he t- was taking trend, that's what his feet would look like. I mean, it is unbelievable. I, I I just it's so bad. Like Dobby the house elf type feet. Oh my God, it's bad. Bro. All, right. All right, so moving on. So you pick me, obviously. Yes, I do pick uh, you. And, and now Josh is one and one, and Brandon one is one and one in terms of the courtroom. So. Court adjourned, case not dismissed, but case closed. Case closed. Um, I want to thank all the courtroom members from showing out today. You guys can now get the hell out of my courtroom. Um, but yeah, let's move on. Uh, I think we're going to predict the winners of the college basketball conference tournaments. You know, we have these, these tournaments. They're starting on this Wednesday, I'm pretty sure. We're recording this on Thursday, March 2nd. I just want to point out this is the day after the one-month anniversary of this podcast being official. We started this on February 1st. We didn't make the first episode for a few. Oh, thank you. Thank you, guys. Wow. This is just and such it a was big also moment. Coleman's birthday. Oh, yeah, Coleman's was, birthday. You know, I turned 19. Of course, this, this, the yes, podcast. 19. An, uh, never say that. But this <laughs> podcast anniversary obviously takes precedent over Nasty 19. 100%. Um, but. Yeah, didn't even know it was your birthday. I know. <laughs> unbelievable, dude. Fake friend. The um, college basketball ter- conference students. I know there's the, the Mickey Mouse, like, small not small, but like the lesser, not power six conference. Yeah, obviously. Those are ongoing. Right. Um, but we are going to predict all of them. I don't think we're going to go over like, like no one cares about the Sun Belt. Let's be fair. Yeah, we'll um, go like let's go big, man. big, we'll do like Big 12, Big 10, power SEC. Six. Power six com- basketball conferences. So Big East, SEC, Big 12, Big ACC. 10, Pac-12, ACC. All right. So first with the ACC. I don't. This one's kind of wide open for me, but honestly, I think Miami wins it just because the league is so bad this year. I thought Virginia was going to do much better, but in the Virginia's, recent weeks, they yeah, have just hit. Well, I mean, they've I lost, honestly thought Duke they've lost was key games. Too good. My yeah, fault. Duke, Duke was not going to do well this season. They're on the first first year of head coach John Shire. I think he's done. I thought. I think he did better than I thought he would. I thought this. I thought their team would, you know. Well, I'm looking at the it bed. now, and Duke's they're 16 and 0 at home, which is they're going to be in the tournament. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to play at Cameron. It's so small, and then it's so loud in there too. I saw a statistic a few a few weeks ago. I'm pretty sure that they have sold out every single game for the past like 20 plus years. And I mean, the students yeah. take up like one side of the bleachers. Like, it's yeah, the when crazies. they're not studying for like their no AP 10, you really think they're studying? They camp there. out. Well, they don't even week. need to study. But those guys are geniuses. Whatever yeah, you know what I mean. They're always studying, uh, but they always go to the games. They show out really well because their teams have just been historically really good. Me personally, I, I could have got into Duke, but uh, you yeah. know, I chose Florida State University. He chose uh, he chose to take his talents to Florida. All right, listen. Well, talking about Florida State, though, I think they can play a like meaningful role in the tournament. I think they can win a game, surprise some people. I mean, they did beat Miami. They knocked off Miami at Miami. But I do think Miami wins out. You think Miami wins out? I think that's a fair assumption to make. I think, um, well, you see Pittsburgh, Virginia, and Miami, in terms of their record in the conference, are all tied. But 
I think some of the tiebreakers will move it around um, in terms of the seeding of the teams in the tournament. I think Florida State does have the potential to have like a, a single upset, but they are not going to win this. I, I will, I'd no. put my mortgage, no. I'd put my house, I'd put my kids, I'd put my mom if I had kids. Um, <laughs> I'd put my dad, I'd put my sibling. i just put everything on them not winning the tournament, unfortunately. You know, I would like to see them win, but I, I still think we could see an upset of them like, like we did against Miami last week. That was a really good game. Florida State beating Miami, um, Miami of Florida, not Ohio. Um, on a buzzer beater in Miami. That was a great, great Lucky shot. shot. I'm at the Cleveland. I loved watching that. The student section just going quiet, all freaking out. They wanted to storm the court over beating a 9-21 and Florida State team. That is just embarrassing. Tragic, man. That's the kind of year that everybody's having. Miami, Florida is just going downhill. They're, they, You know, they don't have enough NIL to even get the top recruits because when they come, they have enough NIL to get the top recruits, but when, the, when they go... The top recruits just don't show out. Their coaching staff for both football and Miami, uh, or their their coaching staff for both football and basketball, are just not. I don't know. They're Personally, not developing the players. I would want to go watch Miami's women's basketball team play. They are. You know, they good. have those twins. <laughs> Yo, wait, 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 trying wait, wait, to shoot wait. a shot right now. Yo, Is this yeah, yeah. official? No, Yo, no, no I'm just one saying, of the twins. No, I don't. I couldn't even tell you which one's which. But hey, is that a problem though? <laughs> really? Let's no, no. be real. <laughs> you just yeah. call them one and two. Yeah, thing one, thing two. Ting, ting one, well, ting think, two. I think Miami will also win the tournament, but I, I think it will be Miami versus Virginia, and I think it would be a good game. But Virginia has been kind of a letdown. I mean, 22-6 and six isn't bad, but I think they're underperforming from what you know everyone thought they were going to do. All right, that's All right. fair. Let's move on to the Big 12. Who's going to win this conference, guys? I'm thinking Kansas. That's my pick. Texas has let me down these past couple weeks when I choose them to win, like losing to TCU. I mean, you know, they're not reliable. Baylor also has lost to Kansas and Kansas State, and I don't think Kansas State can beat Kansas, so that's why I'm going to go with Kansas. Uh, I would also go Kansas, but I'm going to go Kansas State. Oh, you picked my pick. I know. Oh, me me and Brett, hey, we can can agree, Josh. Josh and I both picked Kansas State. I think Kansas State is going to pull out ahead of Kansas, but I think Kansas is going to do better in the March Madness tournament. Right, I do too. I, I, I think this is um, Kansas State like big tournament. I don't think they're going. to... I mean, I think they're going to do pretty good in the NCAA, but I think that they are going to. Well, let's just look at who they would play. You know, they're yeah, going to play know. Kansas. They played Kansas before, beat them. They played Baylor. I think they beat Baylor once. Um, but I, yeah, I like I like Kansas State. You know, I think it's um, I think it's their year. I don't like. I don't want to pick Kansas either because I think, like Coleman said, I think they're going to do better in March Madness or the NCAA tournament. But I don't think they're going to win the conference uh, All right. title. Next, Big East. Big East. It's kind of a tough thing to pick. Villanova usually does well in, in, in the Big East every year, but this year they have not been doing so hot. They are not going to win this tournament, in my opinion. And I think Marquette is going to win. Is um, Marquette? Is that where? John Morant went, or did he go somewhere? No, he went Murray to State. Murray yeah, Murray State. State. I knew he started with an M. Marquette's in so Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Right, um, for the Big East, I'm going to choose Xavier. You know, I choose them on my March Madness game sometimes, and they really be they really be carrying my bracket hard. And I think I think they're just a better team than Marquette. You know, the record, they're only two games behind. And, you know, I don't watch much of the Big East, but... I would say that Villanova has been a big disappointment this year, along with Georgetown. Because don't they have Patrick Ewing as their coach? Who's their coach? I think it is Pat. One time it was. I don't know if it is. Anymore. I don't know if he's still there, but I think they've also been a letdown. 
So that's my pick. Josh, who do you got winning the Big East? All right, let's just look right now. Um, It's still Patrick Ewing. Big East. You know, I think this one's a real toss-up for me because I do like Marquette. Right, and they're they're proven. They're on a five-game winning streak right now, twenty-four and six overall. Conference, they've only lost three games. <sighs> I think it's just tough for me to. Uh, I like Providence as well, and I like. I I'm okay on Creighton, I think, but uh, Villanova obviously a letdown, and I think anyone below Villanova definitely not winning it. So I think it's between UConn, Creighton, Providence, Xavier, Marquette. I haven't watched a lot of Xavier. But the much I know about them, I don't think they're gonna win. So that they're off my list. Creighton's off my list because I just I don't think they can get it done. Providence, UConn, and Marquette. Um, I like Bryce Hopkins, but I don't like him enough to pick Providence. So I'm gonna go with a little sleeper pick here. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go UConn. I'm gonna go the UConn Huskies. I've watched them a few games and they're getting it done. They're on a four game winning streak as well. They're not. Their uh, their record is not um, in the conference is not great. Twelve and seven, but it's not too far behind Marquette. It's like four games. So, and overall, I think they played They played uh, Alabama. They beat Alabama by 10 earlier in the season. And I think Alabama's better than Marquette. So, I'm kind of just basing off kind of early games. But same time, I, th- I like UConn to beat Marquette. I All think right. they meet up in the final, though. Big 10. I think the clear up-and-away winner of the Big 10 is Purdue. I don't even think there's a question of who's going to win that conference. Yeah, I mean, but Conference Purdue tournament. did just let me down this week, losing to Indiana. They did, but I really don't see them losing this tournament at all. I think Zach Eadie's just going to be a beast. I don't know where it's being played. I can check really quick. I would believe the Big Ten would be played in Indianapolis somewhere, but I could be wrong. Michigan. It's in Chicago United Center hmm. where the Bulls play. Uh, it's, they're, di- they're set up differently. Like the SEC, there's two playing games per okay. Yeah, I have no idea. I'm just like facing off record. Yeah. All right, you guys also agree that Purdue's going to win the Big Ten? Um, I'm going to have to go with the yes. Um, it's a tough choice between them and Indiana because you know Michigan they have them ranked second in the conference, but I don't see them. You know, maybe in March Madness, Michigan you know makes it to Sweet 16, maybe. I don't. Even, I don't think I don't, they even go that far. I don't think they get out of the first weekend. Oh well, okay, buddy. I don't know what you're smoking. But I don't know. I, I really. I <laughs> mean, I agree. I don't think, dude. They're they're the like games? a borderline. Uh, they're a borderline. What's it called? Uh, yeah, like, large pick. Yeah, I don't even. All I'm saying, they'll win their first game in March Madness. If they're but, if they get in, dude. Dude, if it's when we get in. All right. I I do think Purdue will win. You know, they have that big man that just can't be stopped. Josh, Josh, you agree with uh, the Purdue? You know, um, yeah, I agree with Purdue, but I think it's a lot closer with Indiana because Indiana did beat Purdue twice this year. Yeah, that's insane. So if it Props if it comes up to Purdue, Indiana in the finals, I think Purdue gets the better of them because it's hard to beat a team three times. But yeah, I go Purdue. All right, uh, next Pac-12. We have Pac-12 and then the SEC. Pac-12. I think it's our toss-up between UCLA and Arizona. I don't think any other other teams have a chance of winning that conference. Um, the conference tournament again. I keep saying conference, but it, we're talking about the conference tournaments right now. Uh, I think Arizona best UCLA. I know they play. I think they play on Saturday. Yeah, we, um, yeah we'll pick that game later. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about those upcoming games for this next weekend of college basketball NBA in just a second. But for the tournament itself, the Pac-12, I think Arizona is going to beat UCLA. Even though UCLA is on an eight winning streak, which is pretty impressive. 
They do play not the best teams, though, to be fair. Pac-12 yeah. is kind of Mickey Mouse. And on top of that, it's going to be shaken up when UCLA and USC leave. Uh, is it next year or the year after? I think it's 2024. Yeah, I think that's when they leave to the Big Ten, which is insane. I mean, Wait, I, again, I mean, that, that's Ten. a whole other topic. Yeah, they're leaving to the Big Ten. I don't know if that's just football, though. Is it just football? Or I'm pretty it sure anything? it's just a, the whole conference. The whole thing switches. Mm-hmm. Um, Arizona, who'd you choose? You chose Arizona? I chose Arizona to win, yeah. That's a good pick, but I like UCLA. I think, you know, they're coming off a revenge tour from last March, and I think they're going to win this conference. Take that into the March Madness brackets and make a Final Four appearance. That's fair. That's Who'd you pick? UCLA. Okay. The Bruins. And, you know, Russell Westbrook. <laughs> I was watching his highlights. That might be the reason they lose. Ago. Having him as an alum. Okay. All right. So, y'all pick the obvious two. I think Arizona State um, plays a big part in the conference. I mean, they no. did knock off Arizona at home. Um, I think they shake it up a little bit and they get a few upset wins, but I do think um, I like UCLA to win it just because they're on an eight-game win streak, 16-2 in the conference, 15-0 at home, um, 25-4 overall. But, yeah, I like UCLA to win it. They have a lot of uh, experience coming back. So, All right. Can I quiz you real quick, Josh? Yeah, go ahead. Who? What NBA player went to Arizona State? James Harden. Before the beard. Valid. Valid. Yeah, don't test me. I'll, 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 I, like I said, I was watching a bunch of highlights the other day. <laughs> All right, last conference that we're going to go for a conference tournament again. Um, SEC, Alabama. That's my vote. Alabama's going to win the tournament. It is Brandon Miller's plan after his thing, right? Yeah. Um, Obviously, you went with the easiest pick. Can you tell us why, though, Coleman? Uh, I think that they have the most complete team. I think they have the most pieces that will help them in their effort to win. I think it's being played in Nashville. It is. Tuscaloosa, not that far. I think they pack it up, especially with how they're doing so far this year. Hi, right, Josh. You can no, go. You go ahead. Uh, I just I was looking for the Southeastern Conference. I couldn't find it on my thing. But um, let me go. Well, you know, y'all are Kentucky fans, so Josh will probably pick Kentucky. You know, I sorry, Josh, but um, I know everything about college basketball. So let me tell you right now. Alabama is winning the SEC, no doubt. Easy wins. Brandon Miller, top freshman. Even after his shooting problems, not on the court. Um, I think he carries Alabama. And Tennessee, if I'm not mistaken, just lost their guard to an injury, right? Yep. So yep. I was going to they, – they were highly favorited. I think it would be them in the finals, but not anymore. So I'm going to go with Alabama. All right. Um me personally, I watch a lot of SEC ball. I think it's the best basketball. I mean, are you the Big Ten, Big Twelve? I, Big Twelve would be probably number two, but I do watch a lot, and I can tell you from experience that Kentucky's going to win this thing. Oh, it, it's not even a question to me. I know they they did just lose to Vanderbilt, but they did lose their point guard, and they weren't ready for that. And Vanderbilt did get a lot of uh, lucky shots to go in at the end of the buzzers and stuff like that. Things went Vanderbilt's way that game, you know, and. Uh, we can play through adversity, but uh, if I'm if I'm looking at this correctly right now, Kentucky's number. Uh, if they win against Arkansas, they'll be the number three seed, making Tennessee the four, which really doesn't matter. So they'll have to play Tennessee if they make it that far. So then uh, they've already beat Tennessee twice, and without their guard Ziegler, um, Kentucky wins that game. 
And then Alabama, if we're just going based off the highest seed winning, Texas A&M and Alabama will play to get to the finals to play tennis uh, to play Kentucky. Uh, Alabama wins that game, you know. And earlier on in the year, Kentucky played at Alabama and lost. Pretty, I mean, it was a heavy margin. But some would say a blowout. Some would say that, but I'm not gonna say that. It, it was a heavy margin, a heavy margin. But Coleman said that Tuscaloosa is not far away from Nashville, and they'll pack it out, right, Coleman? Yes. I just want everybody to go watch the broadcast and see how many blue shirts are in Nashville for Catter Day on, or not. It wouldn't even be Catter Day. It'd be this Sunday, the championship. I mean, if they make it that far, I mean, you have dude. to. You have to realize Kentucky has a whole state of Kentucky that I mean, I lived only an hour away from Nashville, and we went every year to the SEC championship. I mean, we didn't go to the game. Like we went to a few games, but we would go just to be down there with all the UK fans. Like there was that many UK fans down there, and when you see in the broadcast. It'd be f- the streets would be filled with blue. It's not water, folks. It's UK fans, and UK is going to win it all, and they're going to bring the SC title back to its rightful place in Kentucky. Delusional. All right, Overall so next, week. we're going to be talking about our picks for last week and how we did. So, Brendan, do you want to go over the picks that we had last week and just briefly and the records that each of us got? Yeah, so, um, like we said, we picked 13 games each week um, last week. Coleman went seven and six. Josh went eight and five again, <laughs> beating us. And I I went a five and eight. Dude, I don't want to talk Christ. about it. Um, you know I just I get unlucky. You know Texas just wants to lose to TCU, and you know the Clippers want to go to double overtime versus the Kings. So I'm not going to talk about that. Light the beam. But what we will talk about is the first game we chose: Texas versus Baylor. Coleman and Josh both chose Baylor elaborate i mean they're just the better team i think fundamentally texas um i don't have a lot of faith in texas to be honest that's why they lost so yeah that's why they lost um so next game was auburn at kentucky and kentucky won that one we all chose kentucky. Yeah. not much to talk about kind of a good game it was a blowout kentucky. game yeah it was i wasn't expecting that i mean i would hope you would win indiana I mean, they were tied record indiana at purdue was the next game uh, yeah. again we have college basketball and nba games we're going Biggest to college basketball shit. ones first Number 14, Indiana, beat number 5, Purdue. We all had Purdue winning. At Purdue. At Purdue. I did, you know, I said the Boilermakers, you know, they pack out, but clearly. Obviously not. <laughs> clearly something went wrong. Zach Eady didn't take his uh, gro- gro- growth hormone that morning or something. Yeah, next game would be St. Mary's at Gonzaga. We all chose Gonzaga. Gonzaga won. Obvious, yeah. Uh, Wednesday, uh, we had Texas at TCU. We chose Texas. We still have faith in Texas. We no longer have faith in Texas as <laughs> TCU beat it, and we all chose Texas, and we were all wrong. Do you, have you guys seen on TikTok the Storm Chasers? Yeah. 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 Storm Chasers are there for that game. They stormed the court at TCU against Texas. I don't put that out there. I have a side question for y'all. Do y'all think Drew Timmy will go to the NBA? Uh, he'll declare, but I don't think he'll get picked. He won't get picked, but he'll be a... You think he's just one of those like great players. in college basketball? and then Yeah. Like, yep. Kind of like Sets and Bennett. Well, uh, mm. I mean, that's my opinion. We'll see. Yeah, I mean. All right, moving on to the NBA games that we picked. Clippers versus Kings. Josh and, uh, or sorry, Brendan and I were the only ones that picked the Clippers. Yeah. And Josh picked the Kings, and he was right. That was a very, very high-scoring game. Yeah, I really thought, I mean, Russell Westbrook did do bad for his first game with the Clippers. I honestly thought he probably did better than most people thought because everyone hates him nowadays. But you know, you can't do much when you go to double overtime, second high scoring game in the NBA. You know, Kawhi Leonard was probably walking up the court, so lucky pick, Josh. 
Yep. Not lucky pick, bro. They have two best guard, one of the, some of the best guards in the league right now. I mean, yeah, I, Malik Monk, my pick for the surprising wild card. The, he was a wild card. Yeah, no. I'm okay, just nobody expects him to drop forty, and then De'Aaron Fox on top of that dropped forty and twelve. Like, let's be real. When you're the only thing about the only thing wild about Malik Monk is his jump shot. Are you serious right now? <laughs> Stop it. That was a terrible try to get that one. Are you serious right now? All right. Saturday, we had the Nuggets at the Grizzlies. Um, we all chose the Nuggets, and we were yeah, I, I should have done that, dude. As a Grizzlies fan, I should have gone with my gut. But I honestly thought that we couldn't stop Joker. And, how you know, he's how many dropped. fans are you of, man? You're Detroit oh, I, fan? I like five teams. I, I'm a fan of players, let's be honest. Okay. All right. Celtics versus 76ers. Um. We all chose the Celtics, even though Coleman was clowning me saying I chose the 76ers to win the whole NBA. I know when the 76ers are going to lose, Coleman. Okay, buddy? All right, so, you're right. Celtics did win. On uh, Sunday, we had the Suns versus the Bucks. Yeah. I was the only one that correctly chose the Bucks. I think they were without Giannis. In my, well, in my... I no, I had misled information. Josh told me that Kevin Durant was going to play. I had misled, and he did misled information as well. So yeah. they did want. I based it, it off that, so. but we did keep our picks. We don't want to switch up on you. But yeah, that we chose before we knew that Kevin Durant was going to be out. But I chose this Bucks knowing that Giannis was not going to play. Lucky. And turns out he didn't play, and um, they still won. Uh, and then the next game on the Sunday slate was uh, Clippers versus Nuggets. Me and Brandon chose Nuggets, which was correct, and Coleman this time was wrong, unfortunately. So um, I, we just me, I guess I'll speak for Brandon and me. We had faith in the Nuggets to bounce back, and you know, um, yo, uh, the Joker do his thing against the Clippers, and the Clippers have taken two L's last week against uh, the Kings and the Nuggets. So not looking great for their trio. Another 76ers game. It was in Philadelphia. Heat at 76ers. We all chose 76ers. I should pick the Heat. I know. You're a Heat fan. You didn't choose the Heat, though. I know. I just thought, I don't know. I just thought 76ers overpowering, but obviously not. But yeah, Embiid would have done, like, you know, better. But Heat beat the 76ers. Next, we have the Bucks versus versus the Nets. They were in Brooklyn at the Barclays Center. Um, And we have... All of us choosing the box correctly. Yeah, Good pretty, job, guys. pretty easy game. Y'all just played that game. Yeah, it was, game. it was a little close at the beginning. I was getting a little scared. I was never scared. I'm never scared. You know, I'm very fearless, very uh, very brave. I'm yeah. like like the hero of like the like a story. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. sure. Um, moving on, that we turns have into the yeah, like Captain Underpants, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Last game of our 13 that we picked last week. Again, we Rumble picked 13 games game. every week. Um, we had the Cavs at the Celtics and. Uh, Josh and I both chose the Celtics. This was yesterday, um, and the, if the day we're recording this is the the day we're recording this is Thursday, so yesterday for us Wednesday, um, this game happened, and the Celtics beat the Cavs. Brandon chose the Cavs. He was wrong, like usual. Yeah, he went with his duo that let him down. Let him down that game. They didn't really let. I mean, you know, I think Donovan Mitchell dropped like maybe forty four. Yeah, forty four. Garland didn't do too bad. It's just I I thought they could beat him at. The Celtics. They Keyboard. played them like eight times already. You were thought. But, okay, bud. Thought. Talk. <laughs> I'm not going to go there. <laughs> but um, it just, you know, it wasn't it wasn't a good game, man. All right. So, like again, Coleman said earlier, our records were Coleman had, was 7-6. and six, I was 8-5. and five, Brandon was 5-8. and eight. Oh, no. You said that earlier, Brandon. Yeah, I okay, did sorry, say cut that. that. Sorry. So, like Brandon said earlier, Coleman was 7-6. and six, I was 8-5. and five, And Brandon was 5-8. and eight. Overall, I lead the pack at uh, 17 and 9, which is 65.3%. Coleman is uh, even 500 with 13 and 13. I like to keep it close. 
And uh, Brandon is 11 and 15, bringing up the rear at 42.3%. All right, so let's go into our college basketball and NBA picks for this next week, week three. 13 more games. Brandon, do you want to explain uh, what games we're going to be choosing? Uh, so the first game we're going to talk about is number two, Alabama, at 24, Texas A&M. Some could say this is a preview of the SEC Finals, but that's just my opinion. And um, our second game would be Kansas at Texas. Then we have Pitt at Miami, Arizona at UCLA, Kentucky at Arkansas, and Iowa State at Baylor. So let's start off with the first game, Alabama at Texas A&M. Um, we all chose Bama. I was thinking about changing my pick, but I'm going to stick with it because, you know, I can't change it now. But, Coleman, why did you choose Alabama? Because they're the best team in the nation. That's oh. just simple reason. Yeah, facts. going to suck when they lose to Kentucky in the championship. Mm, we'll see. All right, next game, number three, Kansas at number nine, Texas. Texas has not proven themselves to be very, very, uh, you know, effective Reliable. when it terms of, in terms of getting points for this little competition we're doing in terms of games, and that's why Brandon chose Texas. Yep. So Brandon, explain why you chose Texas, and explain why you're going to lose another. Because he likes losing. Yeah, he must like something about it. Well, you know, in order for me to make a comeback against y'all, I have to choose teams against y'all. Obviously, that's just how it works. And um, they already played once. Texas lost by eight at Kansas. And I'm just thinking Kansas goes into this tournament or goes into this game thinking they're just going to blow by Texas. And that's not going to happen because they're just going to, the Longhorns are just going to prove that they're a better team. And they're going to win. Down, horns down. All right. Third game, number 25, Pitt at number 16, Miami. Miami coming off a loss at the buzzer against Florida State. Um, Brandon and I have Miami, and Josh has Pitt. Josh, why do you have Pitt? Uh, I like Pitt. They're a gritty team. You know, I don't. I think Miami's more like a showboating team. They always have been. You know, they they are pretty boys. And Pitt's more like a grinded out, get it done team, and uh, more defensive minded. Miami's more like if if the shot's not falling for Miami, it's a loss. It does not matter who they're playing. Um, who does that remind you of? Uh, Kentucky. Mm, I don't know. I yeah. I guess you can say that. But we were close, and we still weren't hitting any shots last game. I mean, but I think. If Miami misses shots, it's not a close game. I think they lose by double digits to Pitt because Pitt's more of a sound team. They remind me a lot of uh, the old Villanovas, and uh, they're actually uh, Pitt is actually very old. Like the OKC starting five is younger than the Pitt starting five, and that experience come tournament time is very uh, very valuable. And I think I think they're ramping up for it, so I think they beat Miami at Miami. Gotcha. Next game, number eight, Arizona. At number four, UCLA. We all have UCLA UCLA winning. Um, I think that's a safe pick, but I think it's could have been just as safe, actually, to choose Arizona because this is a, really a toss-up game. It's at UCLA. That's kind of probably the reason we all chose UCLA, but I think <clears throat> that this is going to be a very, very good matchup. This is going to be probably my favorite game of the week to watch. Um, this is going to be a very, very, very good game and probably a preview of the tournament. Um, yep. Championship for the Pac-12. Pac-12, yep. I, I like it. So, And then uh, we're going to pick the Kentucky versus uh, at Arkansas game. Kentucky is ranked 23rd right now, but they probably will not be. Uh, I picked UK because I have – and me and Brandon actually picked UK. Yeah, I'm, I'm jumping on your 
you know, your train over there. Yeah, I just I, I want to join you to the promised land, man. And Coleman, start believing in Kentucky. And Coleman's a fake fan. You know, he has to pick against the team. It's the second time we've had Kentucky on the pod. And the second time he picks against them. They did win last time, though, so I'm okay with it. Think of it like this. If I if I lose and Kentucky wins, I'm happy for them because I'm a Kentucky fan. All right? Exactly. I get that. If they lose, I win because I picked Arkansas. It's really a win-win for me. I just know how to pick it, and I know how to make my day happier. So I think I'm the winner overall here. I win uh, no matter what. We'll see about that when UK wins and Arkansas, and then you're down in the picks even more. I'll be happy because my team won. Okay. Well, you're picking against them right now, so it's obviously not your team. To, you're not a ride or die. You a fake fan. Maybe, maybe. All right, Iowa State at number nine, Baylor. We all pick Baylor, you know, safe pick. Um, I'm going to just say here, really. Yeah, not really. I mean, they're team. a fundamentally t- sound team. Uh, Keontae George, I don't know what his uh, if he's hurt still or not, but I'm sure they'll wait until he gets to the tournament time to play him either way. Uh, Iowa State, you know, that we picked him earlier, but uh, – I don't know. I, I like Iowa State, but at the same time, I think Baylor overpowers them, especially at Baylor. That was our six college basketball games that we're going to pick for this week. We have seven NBA games to pick. Uh, so for the 76ers at the Bucks, our first game, we all have chosen the Bucks. Uh, I think the Bucks will pull out against the 76ers um, at their home stadium in Milwaukee. Um, anyone have anything to say to that? Not really. I think Giannis is going to dominate. You know, um, Embiid, I like Embiid, but I don't think he's good enough to guard Giannis. So I don't know who would guard Giannis besides Embiid. I think Embiid is ruining the game of basketball, in my opinion. I think the way he gets fouls, the way he gets in the paint, I just don't like the way he plays. I think he's a crybaby. Man, he plays smart in today's NBA, but it it is annoying. Smart in today's NBA means annoying and and hard to watch. But you you can't hate a man for, you know, just... You can't. He's in his bag. Doing his thing. Yeah. All right, so then Sunday we have two games. The first one would be Suns at Mavs. Big rivalry right now. Uh, me and Brandon picked the Suns. Coleman picked the Mavs. Coleman, do you want to elaborate why you picked the Mavs? <sighs> They're in Dallas. Luka and Kyrie haven't been like the dominant force we thought they'd be as much, I guess, is what I'd say. I, I think they're going to pick up the pace as the season comes to a close, and I think that's why the Mavs are going to win this game at home. Well, I picked the Suns because my dominant uh, duos on that team, and they want to get revenge on the Mavs. So uh, with Kyrie being on the Mavs, Kevin Durant wants to get back at Kyrie, and Devin Booker doesn't like Luka, nor does anybody in the Suns organization. So I think that's what that has to do with. Yeah, Is it because I mean, the Chris Paul hits a three to cut the lead to 42? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I mean, I just chose the Suns because, you know, I think Josh did prove a good point earlier in the courtroom about their duo with Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. And um, I don't see anyone on the Mavs that, you know, matches up against Kevin Durant as much as I like Luca, I just had to choose against him. All right, so the second game would be the Grizzlies at the Clippers. Uh, I think we all no. Nope, Brandon picked the Clippers. I'm a fake Grizzlies. Yeah, fan, you're a man. fake Grizzlies fan. You're talking about <laughs> how you should have picked them. Now you're going against them. Yeah, well, you know, um, it's it's probably a bad pick, but like I said, I have to make upset picks in order to catch up to y'all. So that's the game I'm going to choose. I think Sean Morant will drop. I'm not going to say anything because if I say he's going to drop like five, he'll drop like 80. <laughs> so I just think the Clippers will come into this game with that heart and grit, trying to make a deep playoff push, you know, up their record because they're about to fall because of the Suns. And um, I think they need to get some wins and prove that Russell Westbrook is worth the money. You know, the Clippers are coming off a loss to the Timberwolves. That game I watched okay, in its but... entirety, um, 
they just did not play well. They didn't play with heart. I saw the coach. He was just mad. Uh, coach, well, I forgot how to say his name. It's uh, Lou. Uh, I, I need to look this up. Lou Will? <laughs> just kidding. You know, their coach, Ty Lou, he just was, he looked mad, man. He was in an interview, you know, at the end of the third quarter. I heard him say, <clears throat> at, the, at the end of the third quarter, I heard him say that they weren't playing with enough effort, enough grit. They had like 25 turnovers. Russ had a quite a few of those. Um, you know, it just looks messy. They just don't look like a team that's going to do well down the stretch. Okay. Oh. The next game is on Monday. Pelicans at the Kings. We all chose the Kings. Um, You know, the Pelicans have really fallen off since Zion's injury. And, you know, I just think the Kings are a better team. Fight the beam. All right. Uh, Tuesday, 76ers versus T-Wolves. Well, actually, at the Timberwolves. Yeah, we put this game in here for Coleman. Yeah, Obviously, Coleman picked the Timberwolves. the Timberwolves. We Coleman. picked the 76ers. Please elaborate. Uh, I don't think there's much to say. Uh, actually, there is one thing there's you can say. There's a lot to say. There is one thing to say, yeah, and that is Kyle Anderson. Kyle Stop Anderson it. is going to drop 25 coming off the bench against the 76ers. You know, Cat won't be back. I have no idea what's up with Cat. It says an ankle injury. I think it's more I think than that. I think he has a person. for the Wolves. I mean, he shows up to every game. He put he he jumps around. He's he's really excited. I think there might be a personal thing or maybe an illness. I don't know what it is. It's not really being reported on. Um, I haven't seen much about it, which is is probably because it's the Timberwolves and no one cares about the Timberwolves except me and the other five people that live in Minnesota. Um, but but yeah, I chose the T Wolves. I think that they are going to play very well, very efficient. They are a very good scoring team, but they are not so good on the defensive end. And I think they're going to have a problem with Joel Embiid and free throw. Um, you know, the, the free throw merchant, the foul line extraordinaire. The I think they're going to struggle with Embiid, but in the end, Nas Reed's going to drop 40 on his head. All right, moving on. <laughs> Dude, this, that's getting a little out there. Uh, also on Tuesday is the Grizzlies at the Lakers. We all chose the Grizzlies. Um, I, You know, Josh... I know we all chose the Grizzlies, but explain why you chose the Grizzlies. I don't think there's much to say. Lakers banged up right now. They don't have uh, LeBron, LaFraud. Um, is AD playing? AD's playing, right? We all know Shannon Sharp's going to be there talking his. Yeah, talking his stuff, man. And then, uh, but yeah, I think the Grizzlies got it. So, um, then Wednesday, our last our last game, Cavs at Heat. I'm the only one that picked the Heat to win. You guys picked Cavs. Uh, I picked against the Heat last week. Didn't go in my favor. Big Heat. I'm a I'm a Heat fan. Tyler Hero for life. Um, but I do think the Heat and their defense will shut down uh, the apparent quote unquote best duo in the league of Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland. So I like the Heat to win. All right. So those are our picks for the next week of sports. It's 13 games, both college basketball and NBA, and. You know, that's going to do it for this week's episode of The Wild Cards. I want to thank all of you guys for showing out listen, um, and listening. We have a bunch of new viewers, a bunch of new listeners to the podcast. I, I want to thank all of you guys. Um, it really means a lot to us. We love making these podcasts every week. Um, I want all of you guys to have a great rest of your week. And I'm Coleman Madlin. I'm Joshua Sykes. And I'm Brandon Hartke. See you guys. See ya.